0: But I would argue maybe this, maybe this is blasphemous. <laughs> this hymn could really use a tune update. I think the lyrics are excellent and I would hope that this wouldn't get lost because the tune was a little unexciting. Um, maybe I'm wrong. If you disagree with me, let me know. Because I find it just a little bit on the blah side.
1: Here's a challenge to our listeners. Go right in YouTube for this song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> And then send it to us so we can listen to it. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hymn Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music.
0: I'm Cara Devereaux. And I'm Monet Funke. And today we will be discussing a brand new hymn. At least it's brand new to me. We will be butchering the German language and of course getting some great encouragement about our God who provides...
1: But first, if you haven't already, head over to himpartial.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. This allows us to keep in touch with you when the pesky algorithms of social media change for the millionth time. Plus, the weekly newsletter contains all sorts of fun bonus content, including exclusive videos that our subscribers get to see first. In this week's bonus clip, we'll be talking about how this series on, providence, on the providence of God has helped us personally. But if you're listening to this and you haven't signed up yet, you've already missed it and you will have to wait to see that content. So don't miss out next time. Go over to HimPartial.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter today.
0: Today's hymn will be our last hymn in our Providence series, at least for now. And this is the first in Hymn Partial History. Today, I'm actually going to be talking about a hymn I've never sang before. Well, at least not before looking into the hymn for this episode. Um, While we were deciding which songs to discuss for this mini-series, we actually did what I consider an old-fashioned thing. We just opened up our hymnal and looked at the hymns under the Providence of God section. Um, And the lyrics of this song really stood out to me and I was inspired to take a leap and just explore a new song. So today we'll switch it up. Before we get into the hymn writer and the hymn's history, I will have Kara read the lyrics and see if you can see why this hymn stood out to me, despite never having sung it before.
1: Okay, I'm very excited about this because I don't know this hymn either. Um, So it's all new to all of us, I'm sure. So the lyrics are, sing praise to God who reigns above, the God of all creation, the God of wonders, power and love, the God of our salvation. With healing balm, my soul, he fills the God who every sorrow stills to God, all praise and glory. What God's almighty power hath made, his gracious mercy keepeth. By morning dawn or evening shade, his watchful eye ne'er sleepeth. Within the kingdom of his might, lo, all is just and all is right. To God all praise and glory. I cried to him in the time of need, Lord God, O hear my calling. For death he gave me life indeed and kept my feet from falling. For this my thanks shall endless be, O thank him, thank our God with me. To God all praise and glory. The Lord forsaketh not his flock, his chosen generation. He is their refuge and their rock, their peace and their salvation. As with a mother's tender hand, he leads his own, his chosen band, to God all praise and glory. Then come before his presence now, and banish fear and sadness. To your Redeemer pay your vow, and sing with joy and gladness. Though great distress my soul befell, the Lord my God did all things well. To God, all praise and glory.
0: Thanks for reading that, um, Cara.
1: I'm going to have to learn it. I really (laughs) like it.
0: It's great. It's really, really well done. And um, I think it's a a really lovely hymn. It's lots to unpack here. Uh, But first, who is responsible for this hymn? Well, a few people. The hymn was originally penned in German by Johann Jakob Schütz. He lived in the 17th century. He was born in Frankfurt, Germany. He was a lawyer specializing in civil law and canon law. I could not tell you what canon law is. <laughs> Have you ever heard of canon law? It sounds... No,
1: but I'm sure I can make up a very unhelpful yes. definition of what that is. <laughs>
0: The point is that he was a learned man and Mm -hmm. um, apparently he was good friends with PJ Spinner or Spinner, uh, who was the founder of the University of Halle and Ah. he was also the founder of Lutheran Pietism. Okay. So those, for those of you who don't know, and I didn't know before this, Lutheran Pietism was a movement within Lutheranism that combined its emphasis on biblical doctrine with an emphasis on individual piety and living like a a very vigorous Christian life. So you won't be surprised to hear that our hymn writer was quite a pious man himself. But the story takes a turn. (laughs) After his good friend Spinner left Frankfurt, Schutz fell under influence of another figure called Johann Wilhelm Peterson, who was another German theologian um, and a mystic. This is sig-
1: mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm, Sorry, that came out. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm sure Car knows where I'm going with this, but um, this is significant because Peterson developed an independent form of spirituality that resulted in him living Out the rest of his life as a separatist detached from the church yeah so our hymn writer unfortunately followed in these footsteps and um he died in frankfurt at the tender age of 49 having no longer been a participant in the lutheran services for several years
1: this is just a a psa in relation to this People who are like this, stop it, Yeah, find yourself a local church and love your local church. That's it. Yes.
0: It's so interesting too, because I think of this as like a, a hugely uh, postmodern phenomenon mm-hmm. um, to be such a separatist, but obviously it was happening as early as the 16th century, I'm sure probably in various forms, even before that. Yeah. So it is kind of a tendency for Christians to say, uh things like I love Christ but not the church yeah and it's Daniel Daniel always quotes somebody and if you know who this quote is by tell me but it's like no one can say that Christ is his that God is his father without the church as his mother and like it's just that emphasis to say like you know you can't have one with the other like they you are born of these two things in terms of like you know, your relationship to them. Um so anyways, I digress. It
1: is it is a tendency of those mm. who go down the more um yes. <laughs> excuse me, the more mystic route and the more kind of like high church route, they tend to get this sort of thing about my religion is between God and me, and mm. then it starts pushing the church out. It is yeah. a risk.
0: Which if you read Acts, it wouldn't like that guys. <laughs> Um, So our hymn writer is not the best example of finishing the race well, but we're grateful that before he died in um, 1675, he published a tract which included several of his hymns, um, the title of which, get ready, this is very difficult German. (laughs) The title of this uh, tract was Christliches Gedenk Buchlein, eines So if you're German, you might have understood most of that. This roughly means um, Christian memorial booklet uh, on the demand of an, an incipient new life or like a, the beginning of new life, um, which is a mouthful. But I think it speaks to that very pious kind of um, attitude he brought to Christianity, you know? Which so, is
1: funny because the first word I heard was Christelicious. And I was like, that's weird.
0: <laughs> Christelicious. Something okay. like that. Um, but Christ is delicious? No, we're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, know, I was like, what is this? I'm so Catholic. Like Chick fil A flavor. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, the hymn's original title was: oh, here we go again. Lob und er dem Hochsten gut, which roughly translates to: be praise and honor to the highest good. It's so it's name. been, yeah, it's been shorthanded to praise and thanksgiving, which is a lot <laughs> easier to say. Uh, so Kara, let the mockery begin.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. How can I mock you when your poor German is better than my no German at all?
0: <laughs> I feel like I owe it to my my husband and his family to try, even if I butcher it in the process, because I have to, you know, get used to these sounds. So, anywho, this hymn has been translated uh, to English at least five times uh, by five different translators. So you might know it by several names. One name is All Glory to the Sovereign Good. Another is All Glory Be to God Most High. All Praise and Thanks to God Most High. To God, a joyful anthem raise. And lastly, our version, translated by Francis Cox uh, in the 19th century, is sing praise to God who reigns above. So do any of those ring a bell, Cara?
1: They do, but they're the kind of phrases that you hear in a lot of hymns. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether I've heard the hymn before or whether I just it's familiar because it's familiar language. You
0: sang the line. Well, if you guys listening have ever heard of any of those titles or have them in your hymnals, let us know. Um, and even more so if you have a recording of them, that'd be really cool. Mm. I'm going to ask for that a few times in here because I think it's, I think it's uh, something that we need to be educated on as well. Um, so yes, our version was translated by Frances Elizabeth Cox. She was one of these brilliant 19th century minds that set out to bring many hymns into the English language from Germany. She published two works, Sacred Hymns from the German in 1841 with 49 translations, and then an updated version of that in 1864 called Hymns from the German. The second version contained 56 translations, only 27 of them from the previous book, and 29 which were new. The best known of her translations are other hymns called Jesus Lives, No Longer Thy Terrors Now, and Who Are These Like Stars Appearing?
1: Still don't know either of those.
0: Yeah, I don't know either either, um, but I guess that is a theme for this episode is some education to be had on, on our part for these.
1: It's good, though. It's nice when you discover something and then it leads to you finding other great songs that you would never have found otherwise.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So the music for this hymn has kept its German name. It's called Mit Freuden Sart, which translates to Delicate with Joy. Mm. Now, this tune actually predates the text of this hymn. Um, it was published in Bohemian Brethren hymnal in 1566, and I'll spell you. I'll spare you the German pronunciation. <laughs> so <laughs> that's
1: quite quite a lot beforehand, though, isn't yeah. it? Like it's unusual with a lot of our hymn tunes. Yes. Often they come after.
0: Yes, exactly. I, I I find it interesting that despite the text of this hymn being written in German originally and translated into English many times, it still retained its old older German tune from before it was even written. Um, Now I listened to it and sung it a few times. The hymn tune is okay. Um, It's easy to pick up. And I think it captures some of the joy that the hymn writer was wanting to convey. Obviously again, the music came first, Um, but I would argue maybe this, maybe this is blasphemous. (laughs) This hymn could really use a tune update. I think the lyrics are excellent and I would hope that this wouldn't get lost because the tune was a little unexciting. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. If you disagree with me, let me know. Because I find it just a little bit on the blah side.
1: Here's a challenge to our listeners. Go right in YouTube for this song. (laughs) Yes. And then send it to us so we can listen to it.
0: Yes. And the the meter is 8787887. So do with that what you will. (laughs) Um, Okay, finally, the point of bringing up this song is to talk about God's providence. I say finally, there's still loads to go. (laughs) Um, So some of you might have picked up on why I chose this song um, and why I had to look more into it when Kara read the lyrics earlier, but let's take a deep dive. Now because this was a translated hymn, there was some funny business when I looked up the exact lyrics of this song. In the version translated um, in 1864 by Elizabeth Cox, uh, Francis Elizabeth Cox, there were eight verses. And in my Mm. church's hymnal, which is Christian hymns, there are five. But only two and a half of those verses match the original translation, uh, which I found interesting.
1: We're running into that translation issue thing again, aren't we?
0: Yeah, well, because you'd think maybe someone copied and pasted from other translations, but it's the same Mm -hmm. meter. Um, But I do think we can still give credit to um, Francis Cox on this one because I took it verse by verse and we'll take it verse by verse just now to talk about the themes of each verse. And I think whoever published Christian hymns, at least, kept some of that integrity of of the original so I'm just going to go verse for verse. First, the first thing I'll be talking about is the original translation and how those themes translate over into the modern version in the Christian hymns, um, hymnal. So verse one is pretty much exactly the same in both versions. The theme is that God reigns over all creation. He's all powerful. He's the God of love. He's a balm to our souls, Right pretty much the same. Verse two of the original is not included in our Christian hymns. The theme is that um, he's the king of kings over all creation. His wisdom's span is so great that all of creation exists under it. It's very poetic. It's a shame we don't sing that one, but it kind of has those same things as verse, for same themes as verse one. Verse three matches verse two in Christian hymns. And the theme is that the Lord keeps watch over his kingdom, which I love these kind of reminders um, because a lot of our insecurities and our doubts with the Lord is that like, don't you see what's happening? <laughs> like, yeah. Don't you see what's going on? And
1: it's the fear that he's forgotten, isn't
0: it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but this verse really emphasizes this, um, by, by saying, you know, um, by morning dawn or evening shade, his watchful eye never sleepeth. Um, and I think that's just really encouraging to be reminded of. Verse four in the original, the language is slightly different to verse four in, um, in Christian hymn version. Um, but the theme is that the Lord answers our distress calls and keeps us from falling. So the theme is exactly is that
1: the same. verse three in Christian hymns, because Christian hymns misses out one,
0: one, two, I cried to three, him in time of need. Yes, verse three. Ooh, I'm getting okay. confused now. Yes, so I'm trying to match it up, and I'm clearly yeah, doing no a worries. poor job. <laughs> um, so yes, the language is slightly different, but it's the same theme. The Lord answers our distress and and keeps us from falling in verse three of Christian hymns. And they add a line in there that says, for death, he gave me life indeed, which I quite like, um, in the midst of talking about our distress calls mm-hmm. that the hymn writer has translated that verse five of the original is not included in our Christian hymns version. And in fact, none of the remaining verses are included in the modern version, but their themes are. So verse five in the original speaks of the Lord always being close and ever quote, an ever present help and stay who gives us peace. And in verse four of our Christian hymns version, totally different lyrics, but it speaks of an intimate relationship with the Lord quote, the Lord forsaketh not his flock. He is their refuge and their rock. And later on it says, as with a mo- mother's tender hand. Um, so, different lyrics, but speaking to the same closeness we have with the Lord as in the original um verse six of the original, again, not included, but the theme speaks of how the Lord views our sorrows from his throne, and at his word, the storm is stayed, so it's kind of that watchful imagery again um in, in in the Christian hymns, verse five, which is the last verse of the song. The theme speaks of coming before the Lord and casting out your sorrows. Um, Quote, though great distress, my soul befell the Lord. My God did all things well. So it's a similar theme, but totally different lyrics, just completely different. Mm -hmm. And the last two verses, like I said, they're not included in our modern version, but the themes are, they speak to singing the Lord's praises and being joyful in our hearts. In verse eight. And it encourages the Christian to sing God's praises aloud and tell, quote, the wondrous story. Deep breath. So I know that was a lot, <laughs> but here's the bottom line: the hymn still kept much of its integrity despite being passed around over the years and losing a few verses along the way. Um, I think the hymn speaks loudly to God's sovereign sovereign hand. And how actively and tenderly he cares for his people, which is why every verse ends with to God, all praise and glory. Yeah. Any thoughts on I, that?
1: I was going to say, I quite like that refrain at the end of each verse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it kind of ties it together nicely. And it's interesting about. Keeping the themes and the idea, but having different words, it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we we really, really, really want to talk about the translation of yes. hymns. Um, yeah, it just keeps coming up.
0: I think we need to like somebody needs to let us know. Like we maybe we just need to put it out on Instagram or something to say, do you know someone who studied the translation of hymns? Please let them call us or give us their contact so we can call them. Because I have a million questions. Mm. This originally being um, Schuss's German poem and being translated multiple times, but the most common translation being from Francis Cox. And even that still being repackaged over the years, it raises a lot of questions. Whose him? is it anyway? And you don't know. <laughs> I guess we could say it's, it's very close to Elizabeth's original translation, but I don't speak enough German to tell you how close it is to Johann Schüss's original um, hymn from 1675. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Do you know what? It's the church's hymn. It's, it's fine. The church's <laughs>
0: hymn. It's fine. Now, the passage of scripture that comes to mind as we we've reviewed this hymn is a very famous one, and. The Christian children's author, Sally Lloyd-Jones, is to blame for why this psalm came immediately to mind. I was recently reading her children's book, Found, um, and it's based off of Psalm 23. And the imagery of her book, and the imagery of this song, and in places, and obviously the imagery of the psalm, um, they have a lot of parallels, so instead of reading her book, (laughs) We'll go to the source. Cara, would you mind reading Psalm 23 for us?
1: Of course. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Yeah, it's a beautiful psalm. It was funny because... As we were reading where it talks about, um, t- 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 his watchful eye never sleepeth. mm mm-hmm. um, and the thing about by morning dawn or evening shade actually reminded me a little bit of, um, Psalm 121. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, the sun shall not strike you by day or the moon by night. And then it's like, God who keeps Israel never slumbers or sleeps. Beautiful. Yeah. so really great, um psalm as well um thanks Monet it's a really interesting hymn and it just keeps raising all these translation questions that we have but it's a beautiful hymn in its own right and I'm really glad that you picked it and that you've shared with us because I definitely want to learn it um and be singing it more and I hope it's encouraged our listeners as well and uh, just a reminder uh, as we wrap up that There is bonus content for this episode and there will be bonus content in the future. If you want to get early access to that, you have to sign up for our totally free weekly newsletter. And to do that, you go over to impartial.com and sign up. But until next week, may the Lord bless and keep you.
0: Bye. Bye.